Good afternoon. Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers. I'm a health and nutrition coach in Los Angeles, California. I started LiveTo110.com to educate you about how to get healthy, how to treat your health conditions naturally without medication, and how to detoxify from heavy metals and industrial chemicals that are the major underlying cause of disease. My goal with LiveTo110.com is to help you avoid disease and live a long, healthy life. Please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition because that would be illegal. Live to 110 Radio is solely informational in nature. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment that I suggest on this show. So anyone out there, if you have a comment or a question for our guest today about Pilates and if it can help your health condition, please call in at 917-889-2838. Pick up that phone and call in, ask your questions. Don't be shy. We want to answer your questions live on the air. Last week's show was fantastic. I interviewed Dr. Leader Chan, a doctor of physical therapy, of orthopedic therapy, and associates in West Los Angeles near UCLA. Dr. Leader explained to us why it's so important to see a physical therapist if you're in pain or have any kind of energy injury, because waiting to treat an injury only makes it worse. Next week, I interview my new god. His, I worship him. His name is Dr. Lawrence Wilson. He's an expert in nutritional balancing science with hair mineral analysis. I've had such amazing results with the nutritional balancing with hair mineral analysis that I, you know, with my health and with my client's health, that I'm currently receiving a certification in this protocol. Dr. Wilson is going to discuss how to rid yourself of brain fog and fatigue. And he's going to reveal the underlying causes of these epidemic problems in our society and how to address them by healing the entire body with nutritional balancing science. You can get a preview of what he's all about on his brilliant, huge, huge website, drlwilson.com, drlwilson.com. So please listen in to this very important show on Saturday, May 4th. Now for today's show, this week I'm interviewing Amal Van Halsema. She's a master Pilates instructor with 25 years experience. She teaches at Foundation Pilates on Montana Avenue in Santa Monica. And today we're going to explore how Pilates improves your body, how it helps you rehab from injury, and gives you uh, an amazing body with long, lean, beautiful muscles. You can check out her website on vhpilates.com to find out more of what she's all about. Um, Today, we're going to talk about a few subjects uh, regarding Pilates. Um, Of course, the benefits of Pilates, Pilates for pregnancy and postnatal recovery, Pilates for multiple sclerosis, for stenosis and injury rehab, and how Pilates uh, complements cross-training and other kinds of sports like golf and equestrian, etc., and how Pilates benefits men. There's a lot of men going to Pilates these days, so don't be shy, men. you got to come in and do some Pilates. So, uh, Amal, thank you so much for coming into the show. Oh, you're welcome, Wendy. Nice to be here. Thank you. Yes. Actually, most people call me Van, and Van is Van in the Pilates world. So okay. So we'll just stick with that for today. Okay, great. Thank you. So my question for you is, how did you discover Pilates? Uh, in 1982, I was doing some modeling, and the girls in Spain and London and Germany were doing it. So I just wanted to see what it was about. Pilates originated in Germany in the first half of the 20th century with Joseph Pilates. And I um, began doing some work on the Pilates equipment with the girls between our jobs in Milan and Ibiza and places like that. It's very stabilizing, very zen-like, and I could do it at whatever place my body was at, whether I was really tired or highly energized or just needed to stretch and um, tone a little bit. So that's why I started. Okay. So for people who don't really know about Pilates, what exactly is Pilates? Um, Pilates is a system of strengthening and stretching and lengthening that was started many, many years ago by a man named Joseph Pilates. Um, He was 
born in Germany, and he was living in England and working as a circus performer and a boxer when he was placed in forced internment in England at the outbreak of World War I. And while in the internment camp, he began to develop the four exercises known as Matt Pilates uh, today. And as time went by, Joseph was asked to work with some of the injured soldiers in the hospital. And out of that, he was inspired to utilize items that were just available to him, like hospital bed springs or the rings that were around beer kegs um, and some of the other things you see on the modern Pilates equipment. And he began to make them and work with them. He had a lot of experience in fitness himself. He was very sickly as a child, and he drew from both Eastern practices and Zen Buddhism, uh, the Greek ideal that was very popular in Germany at the turn of the century that felt that man really wanted to focus on perfection of the body, mind and spirit as a whole through different systems of body movement. And on his way to developing Pilates, he also studied a lot of anatomy and developed himself as a bodybuilder. He was a gymnast, he was a boxer, he was a skier. So after World War I, Joseph returned to Germany for a while, and he worked a little while even with the military police um, and physical training of, of the German uh, MPs. But in 1925, he really felt um, that he didn't want to begin training the German army. So he got in a boat and packed his bags and came to New York City. On his way to America in the boat, he met his wife, Clara, and she was a nurse, and he became she became his wife. He established a beautiful studio in New York City, um, very, very humble studio, but um, he and Clara just worked and worked and worked to evolve the Pilates system. And then they were around a lot of dancers. Uh, the dance world found him. At that time, in the early 20s and 30s, if you had a mastectomy or fractured a hip as a dancer, you could very well end your career. And Joe knew how to rehab so many of the dancers' injuries that um, male and female ballerinas, came to him, and then, you know, Martha Graham and Bill Murray and many others, even Henry Bendel, the department store owner, um, came into his life. So the first generation of teachers who trained directly under Joe are often referred to as the Pilates elders, and some of them really committed themselves to just preserving his classical teachings and passing those on. And then others went off to study more anatomy and physiology and got modern-day physical therapists and doctors to look at the exercises and dissect them and take them apart. So there are different ways that the Pilates is, is presented these days. He passed away in 1967, by the way. He really had maintained a beautiful, beautifully fit physical fit physique for his whole life, but he was known to smoke cigars and party, and he um, liked his little glass of certain European um, liquor, and he wore his exercise uh, where even his exercise shorts all over the place, even on the streets of New York. Um, so he has been called sometime intimidating by some, but he was deeply and passionately committed to his work. And his wife committed, com uh, was committed to his work also and continued to run the studio about 10 years after he, he passed away. He wrote a couple of books. He used to call his system Contrology because it was control of the body. And it was called Pilates um, as an identifier for he being the founder of this way of movement of the system. So Yeah, I really like that you stick to the classical style of Pilates because today there's many different variations. I mean, people kind of building on Joseph Pilates' classical style. Mm -hmm. And uh, why is that that you, you know, adhere to the classical style? Well, I'm a purist. And like if I were to speak Hebrew or Arabic or something, I don't feel I could ever know it well enough. And there's so much that exists in the essential choreography that is necessary and informed that I don't see any reason to go into fusions or mm -hmm. add in other things. You can get that other places. Okay. So um, I don't think that I can ever know enough about it. There's so many devices he invented that there's no, not even time to 
present or use in a session. A lot of the studios today just use the main pieces that he invented. Uh, what and, are those pieces? Um, there's the reformer, which is a bed-like device with springs on it that can be adjusted to different settings. And it has ropes or leather straps that one uses to move the whole body on ball bearings. You're lengthening and stretching and toning the whole body as you do different workouts. Yeah, and I love that you laid down while you're working out. Yeah. <laughs> That's my yeah. favorite part of it. Yeah. I love laying down and working out. <laughs> yeah, especially because he started working with injured people, then a lot of them couldn't even walk yet. Those yeah. soldiers, some of them were amputees, and he was still working to make them strong, hard bodies mm-hmm. uh, with great success. Uh, in the U.S., he developed a, something called the Cadillac, which modern manufacturers sometimes call the trap table, and that's a whole nother advice with um, springs and trapeze and bars and everything can be adjusted to different heights. A whole nother set of exercises can be done on there. There's something called the chair, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a, a pumping pedal that you use. It's a little more challenging. It requires you to stabilize yourself without being able to lay against anything. Um, the ladder barrel, you can do a lot of lateral flexion and side exercises on another piece. The, the pieces are endless, but those are often the main ones. The former, the Cadillac slash trap table, the chair, uh, and um, did I say the ladder barrel? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I continue to be amazed by, I mean, I've been doing Pilates for you know, since I was 25 years old, so 15 years. I'm dating myself just a little bit, but I I continue to be amazed at how many exercises there are. And when I I do Pilates today, I I still am discovering or you know having my instructors do new exercises. It's just amazing to me that you can get a completely different workout every time you do Pilates, and it really keeps your body challenged. It keeps uh, this because you really want to do it with your body. You want to do a different exercise, a different routine every time, so your body mm-hmm. doesn't get used to that. So it constantly challenges it and changes your body in such a a beautiful way. It creates such a beautiful shape. That's right, Wendy. Um, Joseph believed so strongly that Greek model that mental and physical health are interrelated. And it didn't take World War II and a maniacal Hitler to introduce a physical culture to Germany. Way before that, at the turn of the century, there were a lot of physical culturists in Germany, and they had specific camps and groups on Saturday nights that would meet. Mm-hmm. And Joe often felt that he fell short because he didn't have a healthy body and he couldn't join the boys in the gym or in these training camps and all of that. Um, so he developed a system that was to fully strengthen the human mind and the body. You can't do Pilates without using your mind. Sessions go by very fast for people because you have to focus on what you're doing all the time to get the results. A lot of physical training regimens were available um, in Germany to the youth culture. And his connections to the physical culture of the late 19th century are really, really clear because they used a lot of specially invented apparatuses and claimed that exercises could cure illness and all kinds of stuff. Um, So um, there are related concepts such as corrective exercise or medical gymnastics. Those terms have been used. Yeah, it is kind of like gymnastics because I know when I do a session, you're working like two or three or even four different body parts that you have to coordinate. Yeah. And you it really takes a lot of concentration to be able to do those all at once. And that's what I love is when the, within that hour you're working so many different body parts at the same time. It's yeah. It's like a two hour workout, even though it's just a one hour. And it really even though you're you're moving very, very slowly, it's exhausting. Like you're really you burn a lot of calories and you're tired at the end, even though yeah. your movements have been very slow because you have to concentrate and it burns more calories. Yeah. 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 Well, as I I said twice already, he has such a high regard for the Greeks and the physical prowess demonstrated by the Greeks. Um, He wrote two books, if any of you are interested. One is called Your Health, a Corrective System of Exercising that Revolutionizes the Entire Field of Physical Education. That was 1934. And then Return to Life Through Contrology was 1945. And the first generation of students A lot of them were dancers who studied with Joe. They went on to open their own studios, and 
they teach the method that it, that is collectively known as the Pilates or the Pilates method. There are a lot of prominent names in there, Romana Krasinowska and Kathy Grant and Jay Grimes and Ron Fletcher, uh, Mary Bowen, Carola Trier, Bob Seed, uh, Lolita San Miguel, Mary Pilates, Denise Joseph Leclerc, Bruce King, Eve Gentry, um, many of them. I, I've been able to study with Kathy Grant and Jay Grimes, gratefully. But um, the contemporary Pilates comprises both the modern Pilates and the classical traditional Pilates. And the former is partly derived from the teaching of the first-generation students, and the latter has been carried on by the first-generation students who want to preserve and promote the work of, of Joseph Pilates as he taught it. You know, it used to be really confined to very specialized studios, but time has changed, and we're in this great Aquarian fusion of all these movement systems. So right now you can get, you know, yoga Pilates and Pilates with cardio and and a lot of different things offered. Um, what are some of the problems that you see with uh, the Pilates studios, like Pilates Plus and those things? And they're on like metal reformers. What are some of the problems? Well, without going into any um, negativity, I will say that the term Pilates has entered the mainstream in the U.S. And there was an unsuccessful intellectual property lawsuit um, in which the U.S. federal court did rule that the term Pilates was generic and free for unrestricted use. So now anyone in the United States, trained or untrained, can offer Pilates as a service to the public. And consequently, a lot of people can face extensive and conflicting information about what Pilates is, how it works, and what credentials they should seek in an instructor. Yeah, because I've taken a class at Pilates Plus, and there's other studios that are doing it as well. They have these big classes, and this instructor, you know, yelling out instructions, and um, and they they I took one class, and it went so fast, like the movement was so fast that the people are going to get hurt doing, you know, doing this fast Pilates because it's supposed to be slow, right? Yeah, there's not a lot of people that would recognize that Pilates being similar to the Pilates that I teach. Mm -hmm. Everyone finds their own way. And um, people that ask me about it, I I tell them to be sure that they are strong and not do anything that they feel uncomfortable with um, in the session. And to do the homework. I mean, to find a Pilates instructor, you really, really don't want to go so much with who is trained by whom necessarily, but really be specific. Um, What's the Pilates teacher's knowledge? Ask them what their experience level is, what their understanding is, um, what they know about the specific needs. For example, you know, are you pregnant? Do you have scoliosis? Do you have stenosis? Are you elderly? Are you? I mean, my clients go from ages 14 to in their 80s right now. there's great and not so great teachers out there that have come out of lots of different training programs. So interview your teacher and find out um, who they study with, how long they've been doing it, maybe how many hours or years they've been teaching. You might want to check what other health or fitness or rehabilitation experience they have. If they've experienced working with clients who have uh, whatever your condition is or whatever your, your goals are. And don't be afraid to ask for references and referrals. Um, this is not a standardized business, and you need to pick very carefully. I would try two or three instructors or two or three classes. Yeah, that's and, what I did. Yeah. I tried to. I like to try a bunch of different people yeah. and see where where it feels right. Yeah. Because I mean, there's because there's some instructors they only they do a three week certification and then they're just let out of the gate and they're ready to, to teach people and yeah. there's no way. I know. I'm sorry. I've had a lot of different Pilates instructors and. There's some of them where they just take you the same routine every single time, and I want to shoot myself. Exactly. Then there's other ones they just challenge you, and you have like, I'll come and I'll have a backache, and they know they know how to tune your body up. You know, they know because they know how to tune your body up, and so that when you walk out of there, you're not in pain anymore. They stretched you out, or they've worked around that injury, and um, and I think you're you're very very good at that, Van yourself. You have had so much experience, only someone with a lot of experience like yourself is going to be able to work with someone in such a way, work around their injuries or work with their injuries or health conditions and really help to improve that person's life. And it's not just exercise, it's improving their mobility, their quality of life and working to resolve their health conditions. So it can really make a big difference 
uh, and choosing some, you know, just don't randomly choose someone. Uh, it makes a huge difference between choosing someone who has three weeks training and someone who has a lot of training and a lot of experience. So you yeah. definitely have to be discriminating. I would say that everyone, since you're comparing styles or different training backgrounds and individuals, you might find that you resonate better with one versus another, and that'll help you make the decision to pick the best Pilates teacher for you. It's really no different than picking a, a doctor or a friend or anything. T try different people on. Know that two people could say they're Pilates teachers, and someone could have been maybe uh, studying 10 weeks. And then me, I've been 25 years. My first schooling was 1988. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah. a long, you've been in a long time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And so, so let's talk a little bit about how Pilates can help different health conditions. Because okay. I think that's something people are really interested in. Sure. So uh, for me, I started doing Pilates. I mean, I've been doing it a long time, but when I was pregnant, I became p pregnant. I started doing Pilates again um, because I heard that it strengthens your pelvic floor and it can really help ease your birth and make your birth easier. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how Pilates helps women that are pregnant? Sure. I mean, staying physically fit during pregnancy can be difficult, especially if you're not in shape to begin with. And on the whole, even if you're having a good pregnancy, you can often be more tired and more uncomfortable and even concerned about some of the exercise you may have been doing up to that point of getting pregnant. So Pilates is a wonderful alternative. It helps you to stabilize your body during pregnancy. Your body's changing shape in so many ways, um, every part of it, the front and the back and all over, and you're getting wider all over. And the Pilates exercise focus all around the center of your body or your core, between the neck to the top of your legs. And that helps you hold up your extra weight in your size. Now, Good teachers are also really strengthening the upper back muscles, and that will help you from, you know, folding forward with the weight of the baby with your shoulders and give you help in carrying the baby in front and prepare you for carrying the baby as it grows. Your flexibility is increasing because your body's flooding with hormones, and so your ligaments are getting looser. And you want a teacher that will help you to get stronger but knows how to modify the movement so that they don't overtrain or overstretch you. You don't want to have any chance of doing too much or having too much impact on your body with exercise. So um, flexibility will also help you with labor and delivery as you're using your whole body to have that baby um, come into the world. Um, Pilates also can be very zen-like. It, it can help center your mind. A lot of us, when we get into a session, even me, when my, I'm, even when I'm upset about a lot of other things or very absorbed with other parts of my life going on, when I teach for an hour, I just forget about it because you have to focus so much on what's going on in the session that you have a vacation from other things going on. And the time, most of my clients say the time goes by so fast because you're turning your attention just to one thing at a time going on in your body. The brain can only focus on one thing at a time. And all these worries and anxieties and things about the baby coming and the unknown and everything going on, you can go back to that if you want to after the session, but you really don't have time to think, be so full of that. Yeah, I was fine also when I was pregnant. Just the first three months, I had a little touch of morning sickness. Yeah. But I, I would sometimes, like, even if I was a little bit nauseous, I'd come to the session and it would go yeah. away at, by the end because of all the breathing. Like, yeah. For whatever reason, it relieved my nausea. Yeah. 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 And it was just, it was just uh, I just really loved it when I was pregnant also because um, just towards the end of the pregnancy, I was having some back issues, and mm -hmm. the Pilates was helping to strengthen my back. And you know, and I know it's the whole big thing about pregnancy is strengthening strengthening that pelvic floor, and no other exercise does that. I mean, yeah. there just isn't any. You're not gonna. There's no pelvic strengthening machine at the gym. Yeah. You know. Well, the huge muscle that wraps around the core, the transverse abdominis, it's one of the biggest stabilizers in the whole body. I mean, that's your baby sling. It wraps right around there. And it's it's under the the uh, rectus, this guy's six-pack. This is deeper. And it connects all the way from the front of the body to the back of the body. And so as that gets stronger, um, you also um, are able to overcome some of the tiredness in your body during pregnancy. 
because so much stamina is required of pregnant women to cope with their fatigue during pregnancy. The stronger your body is, the better you can handle it. It also can help a little bit with the varicose issues and the leg cramps and the swelling because leg movements while doing the Pilates will help improve your circulation. So there's a lot of leg exercises in the repertoire and ankle muscles are helped too. And the leg swelling and cramping will be can be a little less because of the good blood flow that's that's introduced. Yeah, I, I like as you have your legs up up in the air a lot. Mm-hmm. So your uh, you know you can, since we don't yeah. since we don't assume that position so much. So with our legs up in the air, it's like all the blood can flow down, so it doesn't pull in the legs. Right. Like most women have when they're pregnant. And you know, Wendy, when that abdomen enlarges, it shifts the load point on the body. And there's changes that have so much impact on your joints and muscles. So the Pilates exercises help to keep your posture and doesn't let you go into that sickness or soreness uh, as readily. Now, some people also don't want to get fat because of pregnancy. I, I hear that quite a bit in L.A. But the Pilates movement itself can help the muscles to... Um, metabolize and, and work out in a safe way. There's there's very specific protocols for teaching Pilates during pregnancy. I don't take women who haven't done Pilates before they're pregnant. I will not mm-hmm. take a woman who is in her first month of pregnancy who's never done it before. Mm. Um, I want those fundamentals to be instilled, yeah. and then we can digress. And I yeah. can put a pillow and, you know, support her, her blood vessels and turn her on her side and do all that stuff. But there's so much learning. It's almost like learning a language that I, I do not um, myself accept a person who's pregnant. They have to start before. Or after yeah, it is later. amazing. That's kind of why a lot of Pilates places are called foundation Pilates. Your, your yeah, place exactly. is called foundation Pilates because there is this pretty large foundation of learning your body and learning how to use it and getting in touch with your body and yeah. how to, because you have to control your muscles so much, so many different muscle groups. And yeah. It's, and I love Pilates because you have to strengthen your core mm-hmm. with every single exercise. You have to use your stomach to yeah. lift your arm or lift your leg. So like by the time um, I had my baby, my stomach got flat again really quickly. And I have a totally flat stomach now. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I, I, I had a, I got huge when I was pregnant, I gained a lot of weight because <laughs> I ate all, everything inside. Oh, I want to do the, the first time. The second time is like, oh, we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. It was, it was not fun uh, recovering from that 65 pound weight gain. But, um, but I love that. You got that, breakfast in bread, didn't you? I did. I did. My husband force fed me. Like, but I, my stomach got flat again because they were, my muscles were so toned because I was just, because I was doing Pilates the you know, majority of my pregnancy. I will tell you too that that nine month journey with the body, if you have been doing Pilates and with doctor's permission, you're able to do it through a certain part of your pregnancy, it'll help you so much with postpartum care. Mm-hmm. So much, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. sad because, you know, when you're pregnant, you have so few options to exercise. The only, like for me, I was actually doing a lot of weightlifting before I got pregnant, mm-hmm. but you can't do that no. because you can, you know, you can harm yourself. And even though you've been doing it for a long time, the doctors don't want you to do that. So really they only give you the options of Pilates, walking, swimming, mm-hmm. and I, I think biking, which, you know, not a lot of pregnant women are going to be doing. Yeah. But so it's really one of your only options, and it's an amazing option. Well, it's strengthening your pelvic floor, and that's your vehicle for delivery. So it'll help balance, too, by the way, because your balance shifts when you get bigger and you are filled with some of the um, hormones in the water, and you can have some tone to your arms and legs and your buttocks, and it'll help a little with the cortisol, the hormone levels, and also, um, I've got a couple of gals that really helped their sciatica. They had a mm-hmm. pregnancy sciatica. I had that, too. Yeah, and then being able to um, tone up the muscles in that area took some of the pressure off, mm-hmm. and they didn't have quite as severe an experience. One of them I did send to a PT leader who you mentioned last week, you know, my friend leader who I love dearly, um, and he works very closely with me, actually. I don't oh, wow. Cases. 
it's fun to work with him. Um, I'm in, I'm a movement educator. I'm here to move my client or my patient. And if there's a big obstruction to movement, then I send them to a physical therapist. I'm not a physical therapist. I'm not a doctor. And uh, that should be very clear. But there's um, a lot that Pilates addresses that's in the domain of physical therapy. And uh, having a good therapist to work with is um, a wonderful um, partnership. Yeah, I love it yeah. that you do work with Leader, yeah. and that's actually how I met him was through you, yeah. and he has totally changed my life and my physical being and my mobility and whatnot, yeah. but you have as well. Yeah. I've been doing Pilates with you for about two years, yeah. and the two of you together have just completely changed my body, completely got me back to functioning how I was when I was in my 20s, yeah. and, and got me functioning after my pregnancy, because my body just went to pot, <laughs> like most women. Um, and I was having some back problems, but, but the two of you guys together working in collusion, working together, he would tell you exercises I need to strengthen. And, and I call him and say, you know, um, she's coming in today. Now, what what about that ankle or what about that, that lower back or their pubis symphysis? Or, you know, I I, I love having his, his expertise. So, yeah, it really added yeah. a whole nother dynamic to healing my body. Not, it's not just a workout. Mm-hmm. It really heals your body. And uh, gets it functioning correctly. Yeah, you know, and it almost it's like teaches you uh, like a, how to move. Like I kind of learned how to have better posture, how I should be walking, how I should be holding my back while I'm walking. It teaches you so many different things: how you should be sitting, what movements you should avoid. It's just fantastic. And like, if, for instance, if anyone has any kind of posture problems, like they have scoliosis or any kind of back issues, Pilates is perfect for it. Yeah. Uh, can you go into a little bit of detail about how Pilates improves scoliosis? Yeah. Um, I've had mild scoliosis, and through this system, you cannot tell when you look at my body. Uh, I have worked with individuals who have such severe scoliosis that they are in danger of not being able to breathe, and some of their internal organs are crushed. I just want to point out that there's three kinds of scoliosis without this being a large lesson in in the topic, in the subject. There's idiopathic, uh, which is usually an unknown cause of scoliosis. And there's functional, which just happens from really poor posture and the body alignment habits. And then there's the structural, which is caused by disease or birth defects. Generally, the lateral curvature of the spinal column, the C shape or the S shape, is what you'll find, and the S shape is considered more stable. There's a way that the lateral curves involve a rotation in one or more of the vertebrae at the point of the curvature, and the body of the vertebrae rotates to the side of the spine, and the spinous processes rotate to another side of the spine and the body. Now, this can pull on the ribs that are attached to the body and causes the ribs to bulge out. It can um, be pulling on the sternum in the front of the body, and muscles on one side can be really contracted and have to be stretched, and muscles on the other side are overstretched and really need contracting. So the most common form of scoliosis is the idiopathic or the generic. There seems to be a genetic factor involved in this form of scoliosis. If you work with a client from puberty, you can do a lot, especially while their hormones are still developing. A child all the way up to 18 or 19 years of age can get a lot of benefit from Pilates because he's so malleable. Older clients will too, not in quite the same way. It's important to know that Pilates doesn't fix the spine. You have some choices when you have scoliosis. You can, you know, be manipulated by a good PT or osteopathic doctor or kinesiologist. You can have electrical stimulation help you. You can think of braces. Uh, That's debatable. A topic was a lot of debate about the value of of braces. Uh, The most severe uh, old school 
option is fusing the spine in surgery to straighten it, which puts hardware into your body and could create some other big challenges. And then there's a fantastic new technology coming out right now. For example, at Cedar sinai at their spine, spine Institute, they're using titanium and other things to work with ball bearings. And hopefully you'll never in the years ahead have to have a fusion, which can never be redone, and pr- puts a certain amount of rigidity and some other things. I, I mentioned, you know, you see examples all the time of things that aren't great. I, I had one client, actually, she looked like the Leaning Tower of Pisa because she had so many fusions in her spine. The hardware was so heavy that she began to sink. as oh, the no. went up. Yeah, she had to have it redone a couple of times, and then they put a wrong bolt in her hip. Just a lot of things. So generally, the less hardware we can have in our body, the better. I'm not against it, though. There's people who've really benefited from it a lot. Um over the years, from the clients I've seen, I've seen some amazing gains in strength and mobility. The curves do not go back to normal, but it's possible to really learn how to strengthen the body and retrain some of the weaker muscles that run all along the spine and are in the core. And the really increased body awareness of the good and bad posture habits is really important to learn to avoid falling into the bad alignment that the scoliosis curves would uh, prefer. So... Um, you know, braces and external support for the spine. A fusion creates permanent internal support for the spine. Um, it has potentials to create other problems. And exercise strengthens the core and back muscles so your body can provide its own muscular support for the spine. That's where Pilates exercises come in with, their fo- with its focus on core stabilization and functional mobility. So all the flexion and extending when you're going to do a twist of your torso or flex bend over to the side. All those things are helped with the Pilates workout. I can only imagine all the stretching and strengthening it helps with the pain as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, really, really does. Um, there's, you know, the cool thing about the web right now is everything we're talking about, you can Google. Just Google benefits of Pilates to scoliosis, and you'll come up with so many different things. Um, I love Jillian Hessel's workshops in scoliosis. She's a ballerina who was with Kathy Grant and Corolla Trier and others, and she's been wonderful. Um, Alan Herdman, a British man who brought, scoliosis, uh, who brought Pilates to the UK in 1970, he's written a book called Curves, Twists, and Bends, Pilates to Scoliosis, with the main author, Annette Wellings, and she has really severe scoliosis, and she is a Pilates teacher herself. But um, Pilates is simple, and it's versatile, so it can be constantly adjusted and modified to a person with scoliosis as their spine changes. It has really gradual and profound benefits over time. And even if an individual has opted for surgery or not, scoliosis really needs to have that spine kept healthy and as long and supple as possible. And Pilates can provide both either very gentle or more aggressive exercises that can help improve that alignment and that posture and that lengthening. Because there's lots of muscles that run up and down either side of the spine, the rectus spinae and others. And think of a muscle, if it's toned and strong, it'll help the body to have its most beneficial posture rather than giving in to the push of the the curve of the spine. Um, Pilates can't restructure the spine. It's just a basic exercise movement that can really be adapted to an individual's curvature. And again, ask away. Not you have to ask if an instructor has been trained in this. I've been trained by many different teachers in scoliosis. It's not your first year learning experience necessarily in, you know, being certified for Pilates. You touch on it, but um, I've yeah. chosen to go into these areas because they fascinate me. You know, Wendy, I've been through two severe car crashes myself and through severe um, injury and PT and and Pilates was able to do a lot of rebuilding in my body. And I happen to have found a niche for myself in this more therapeutic Pilates. So that's been an area that I've 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 loved um developing. Yeah, I love I love that you've said that you actually would ask the physical therapist to incorporate Pilates into their treatment. Yeah, I did. 
Yeah. And it, and I've had that same thing too. I had some physical therapy at a a, a different place. Yeah. Um, other than Leader Chan, but I went to another place and they were using a ton of Pilates yep. to rehab me. And I exactly. really admire you how you've been able to use Pilates and other techniques to completely rehab your body. I mean, the, the injuries that you sustained. Yeah. Most people would not have recovered from right. those. Absolutely. But you were <laughs> able to using Pilates, you know, other things as well. Yeah. But it, I came just, to LA to actually be in a movie. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. got hit by a car instead. Oh, so, God. <laughs> that, that really enriched and informed my, my teaching in, in 1992. <laughs> in ways you so. did not, were not able to <laughs> exactly. anticipate. Yeah. I do want to just mention that um, when we have something in our bodies that we don't just love having, it's important to get to some point of acceptance. Um, not to divide yourself against your scoliosis and feel that it is an enemy within you. Mm-hmm. But um, the more clients I see, the more I recognize that if they can accept that they have this and how unique they are, I mean, it really is important for them to get as much information about their curvature as they can so that they understand and are aware of their, what their scoliosis involves. I mean, you know, what's the location? What's the size? What's the type of the curve? And, you know, there's so many options. Explore them. Don't just take one doctor's word for it. Find somebody you trust. Many times my clients who have scoliosis will have a doctor who specializes in scoliosis, maybe a physical therapist, um, me or a good Pilates instructor, um, uh, sleep, uh, some kind of cardio that works for them that doesn't cause too much pain. Um, and these are all things that can be discussed. We're living in a very exciting time. There's a lot of procedures that are going to be coming out in the next 10 years that are not um, licensed or legal yet but that are going to be uh, amazing. Everything from stem cell to titanium and ball bearings and other things. I had an OR nurse uh, last year who um, took classes from me, and she became a candidate for one of these studies, and she's had amazing results in her spine mm. with the titanium ball bearings oh, in her wow. spine rather than a fusion. Absolutely phenomenal. Oh, she's good. working with no problems at all. So it's an exciting time. Um, well, even though we recognize the amount of time and energy and money these things take in our lives, you know, injury and, and um, malformations, maladaptive formations in the body. Well, let's segue a little bit into a subject I'm really interested in. Um, I, I, when I've been to lots of Pilates places, I've seen a lot of people in there, that, you know, they're shaking or they seem like they have uh, multiple sclerosis. And um, I'm amazed at, like, how many multiple sclerosis patients there are that have been in all the Pilates studios that I've worked out at. Yeah. Can you tell me about your experience with, uh, tr- you know, having clients with multiple sclerosis and how they've improved using Pilates? Well, yeah. Again, that's um, a very broad subject. But I'll, I will say that... Um, for MS, uh, Pilates really helps core strength, and uh, even if you learn the mat routine, you can do it at home if you're fatigued. Um, you have to keep in mind, if you don't remember anything else, just remember Pilates instructors are not created equal. And there is also some of the repertoire that has the chin and chest curls forward, and that can create the buzzing symptoms that some MS patients have in their ears. You don't want to do a lot of that flexion. And if your teacher is working you too hard in the class, you can generate heat and fatigue, which are two constants in MS that um, can be debilitating. So that being said, um, I do bring us back to the fact that Pilates focuses on core muscles. So your deep abs and your muscles around the spine, they're so important for overall stability and balance. And they are common problem areas in MS. Pilates will help to build strength without bulking you. It'll help you learn awareness, especially for some of the MS um, population that has numbness. It'll help you with your posture and also with some of that stiffness. The joint mobility is increased and helped with, with Pilates. There are some benefits, too. A lot of the work can be laying down, as Wendy mentioned, especially good if you're in one of those stages of MS where you're unsteady on your feet. And 
it doesn't have to be aerobic inducing. So even if you're in a very tired state, going to see a instructor who's been trained to teach Pilates for MS clients can be still a restorative and uplifting and refreshing experience for that 50 or one hour session, whatever, 50 minute or one hour session, rather than wrecking your day and not being able to function because you, you did the workout. Um, I think the biggest downside really is just finding a good instructor, but don't give up about that. Um, and then just being careful that you don't really have the head down toward the chest too far because that can bring about that buzzing sensation that multiple sclerosis individuals can experience if they bend their head down too far. Um, be sure to talk to your doctor. That's number one. You know, you hear that all the time. And as I said before, try out different instructors and classes, please. If you do a group, be sure you tell your instructor that you have MS and maybe go to a part of the room where you can see it's not the hottest part of the room or the lights aren't glaring the most or just ask them to turn the music down if it's bothering your 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 uh, senses and go at your own pace. Um it can be done at home and learned through some of the tapes. There's even a couple tapes out there for Pilates for MS if it's a a tight budget um, frame of reference for you or tight time. time. So the specificity and the stress, uh, balance, uh, strengthening, awareness of your body, uh, refreshing your mind, it's a really good alternative Um some of my MS clients cannot hold the postures of yoga any longer. And since Pilates is constantly moving and stretching and strengthening and no posture is position is held for a very long time, they also at some stages find it easier to do. And the Tai Chi that some of them have in their lives regularly also requires them to be on their feet. Much of the time, not always, it can be seated and so there's times when just to come and lay down for a Pilates session is good. A good instructor will know how to really stretch you, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the smallest, smallest core strengthening muscles can be done right there flat on your back. So. Does it help them kind of regain their their nerve reconnectivity? It, uh, you know, there's, know so stages, they, they there's so many function. stages of, of degeneration. I mean, I had one gal uh, a couple years ago, um, and she was quite advanced. And... It was um, just learning, learning, working with her to be able to get down on the reformer, which is for her like getting into bed and get out of bed. Took a lot of our session just to learn what muscles she could use and how, where to place herself for balance and all of that. So we couldn't prevent that from happening in her body, but it did take away some of the panic and the terror. She was living alone at that time, even though her kids were checking in on her, and gave her um, a better strength. Hmm. To walk with walk with her walker, yeah, uh, just a function. You know, we, we got into gait and a lot of things um, that um, you can learn through good Pilates education. And does it? And I know that you know patients they tend to progressively get worse. Does it helps? Does Pilates help stall the progression of the disease? I uh, there are there are pros and cons done in the studies right now. There's a debate over this. All I can say is that I have seen great benefits. I'm I'm careful because I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um some degeneration seems to be to go unchecked. But having a stronger muscle and being able to work with the areas where you have numbness and learn what you can do and can't do with them. Again, I would sometimes uh, work with a physical therapist and every week call them, so and so's coming in today, you know, what do I need to know? How is she doing? What you know, blah 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 blah. And um I don't know that Pilates can take away a curvature of the spine or can take away, stop the myelin sheath from deteriorating uh, in MS, but um, it has uh, real, real, real value. And forcing the brain cells to fire, to have to learn new things and keep their attention, um, to make it an understatement, that, that doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's, there's values here that, um, long-term double-blind studies have not been completed on yet, to my knowledge, and I'm eager to see those and what they are because I've seen I've seen it be very beneficial. Yeah. 
Is there anything else that you want to um, talk about in regards to multiple sclerosis? No, uh, I'd love to. We could take a whole hour for that, but I do want to maybe. Do, do you mind if I just mention a couple things about stenosis? Yes. Uh, what is stenosis? Um, first off, well, some of my clients have had spinal stenosis. Uh, there's different kinds. Uh, a lumbar stenosis that I've worked with is a condition that's due to narrowing of the spinal cord which causes nerve pinching, and that can lead to a lot of deep pain in your buttocks and limping and lack of feeling in your uh, legs. It will decrease your physical activity. Um, if you have spinal stenosis and you're working privately with a really, really well-trained instructor, there's a lot of movements that you should not do in Pilates, and I won't go into all of those here, but a lot of the mat work and the floor work has to be avoided. And when you're on the Pilates equipment, go for pretty light springs. You can still go into a lot of core development. And then don't let your legs go higher than um, to the 45-degree angle. You should really keep them more at a right angle, which in Pilates we call tabletop, or at a 90-degree. A lot of the twisting and side bending couldn't, shouldn't be done because the spine can't handle that, and you'd want to overarch around the spine. It might sound like you've got to eliminate just a lot of the exercises. Don't worry. There's just, just so many of them you can do. I recommend using the reformer if you have stenosis because of the assistance that the uh, springs and the pads will give your body while you're working out. And the footwork and the arms, uh, working with um, some things called the, the short box, uh, long stretch. Um, all, of the, all of the exercises can be... Um, Modified, but it is it is beneficial, um, and there is an amount of entropy in the spine and compression and deterioration that means you have to be very careful. Often, flat back movement is good in Pilates when when you have have stenosis. It's another very big topic. I suggest any of you that do have stenosis, you just Google benefits of Pilates for stenosis. And fortunately, you will come up with a lot of material uh, on on this topic. Yeah, it seems like the overriding uh, principle or overriding message here is that if you have a health condition or something where you're in pain, you don't want to be just sitting around allowing it to get worse and progress. No. You need to move your body. Yeah. You need to do. You need to move, and Pilates p provides a very safe way, uh, and a very very beneficial way to to move, and you know at least help improve your health condition or you know pre prevent it from progressing. By the way, you know we talk about MS, we talk about stenosis. Uh, some of the gals I work with have osteoporosis. Some of them have the precursor, which is osteopenia, and then some of them have uh, full-blown osteoporosis. I got um, drug-induced osteoporosis. I had great bone density, but I was for seven years on a cocktail of very, very, very hard drugs due to pain levels that would make me faint as a result of my car accident. And I suddenly, in two years' time, lost my bone density. Wow. And uh, through being part of a study at one of the major hospitals here and medicine and doctors and my Pilates with heavier springs for bone density, um, all of that, I've, I've gotten uh, very joyfully out of that. But it can happen quickly. It isn't just something on an old person's disease. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be careful with traditional Pilates to avoid really an excess of motion for the spine if you have Pilates, um, if you have osteoporosis, because it can induce spinal fractures. So a lot of the Pilates mat exercises, which are done on the floor, are really contraindicated. There was a, a study done at a, a major clinic. Um, I think it was the Mayo Clinic in the 80s that determined that flexing your spine forward can result in vertebral fractures when you have osteoporosis. And you can even go as far as developing that huge dowager's hump. So those of you who have ever taken a Pilates class know that most of the exercises can involve lifting your head off the ground or, you know, rolling up and down. 
Um, the good thing about Pilates is the alignment factor. You're going to elongate the spine and align it with your pelvis and your hips and your shoulders and your head. And what better way to correct the slouching than to focus on posture and spinal decompression. Additionally, the breathing and the concentration um, that it requires are very, very helpful. It'll help you to, to stay centered and grounded. And the exercises that build core strength and develop the small muscles that are supporting the bigger muscles in the body are also all attainable with modifications. Mm. So um, it can be considered a bone density exercise if you're working with someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, and absolutely if you've got a, a diagnosis of osteopenia, which yeah. is a precursor that usually yeah. triggers a, a, a diagnose, triggers a prescription for biphosphonates, you might want to reconsider and you know start doing some uh, you know weight bearing exercises. Not everyone can do weightlifting or even knows how to do that, and it can be very dangerous. For someone with osteopenia or osteoporosis, and mm -hmm. Pilates is an absolutely wonderful way to uh, just heal your entire body. And, 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 and it's focused on the deep stabilizing muscles of the lower back and pelvis down to the deepest layer of your abs. And when those are strong and can, can support your body, it will help to combat the effects. Of, uh, of osteoporosis. Yeah, and that's something you're helping with me with is that the hump, the back hump, because mm -hmm. I develop, kind of developed one, I think. Uh, other people don't think so, but I think so. That when I was pregnant, I was just kind of like, you know, your body. body forward. Yeah, you're kind of, your shoulders are hunched forward and you kind of get like a little <laughs> hump as a hunchback of Silver Lake. <laughs> yeah. And it, Pilates has, you know, you've really focused on strengthening those, not the whole back muscle, but the really concentrating on these upper back muscles mm -hmm. to pull the top half of my upper body up and improving my posture and I just I just love it. Like you're not gonna find that in weightlifting. No. It's not gonna happen. By the way, speaking about the gym, I just wanna mention that um if you're with a good teacher and you're doing privates or, you know, semi privates or whatever your choice is, at first your session might seem to progress quite slowly. There's fundamentals to learn about Pilates, and a good teacher will introduce you to those. I think it's like, I feel it's like going to language school and you're learning the basic grammar at first, but once you know that basic grammar, even after the first 10 or 12 sessions, your sessions can become uh, more intense, involve more activity, and have um, a lot more choreography that's introduced. And don't give up after the first time or two because very soon it can be made from what might seem like deceptively easy to an extremely in intense workout. Yeah, I found that too. I was a little bit bored at first when I did Pilates because they were just focusing so much on the stomach and, you know, it was a very kind of intense stomach workout and yeah. it wasn't terribly exciting, but after a few more sessions, they were able, to, when I knew the basics, they were able to add more stuff in it to make it more mm -hmm. interesting. So don't give up right away No, if you have and that I'm, same experience. I'm, I cross-train a lot of athletes, mm -hmm. uh, golfers and um, a basketball player, an ESPN uh, runner, mm -hmm. um, and uh, a woman training on horses right now, equestrian. All of this Pilates benefit is taken into the core and useful for all of these things. Um, even a couple of my guys who still do weight training, just remember that the conventional gym workout is based on a lot of pulley or cable or weights being used as resistance. And there's a lot of pushing and pulling of the weights to strength train. But the Pilates apparatus uses a, a variable length swinging to simultaneously lengthen and strengthen the muscle as well as improve your joint flexibility and range of motion while you're working out throughout the whole session. So the lengthening as well as strengthening, sometimes using only the resistance of the body itself in the workout, is uh, one of the things that differentiates it between that and going to the gym. The gym is fantastic for... Um, Isolating larger muscles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, that's you know, I work my arms, I work my triceps, I work my biceps, I'm working my glutes, my hamstrings. Uh, I have, um, you know, a couple of good friends who are trainers, and I've got a 
some clients that I I, uh, I share with one who I think is great who uses some pulleys and all too because truthfully there's so much core awareness much more core awareness than there was in the 60s I mean it's there's a lot of great gym stuff going on right now mm-hmm. but um, there is a difference um, between Pilates and a traditional weight training program. Um, also at the gym, you might repeat two or three sets and increase the weight and diminish the number of reps. And then you have this phrase of like maxing out your muscle. You reached a certain point um, and you're not able to train the entire body on a given day. And in contrast, Pilates works at all all the muscles, all the time, the whole body. It's sort of a sub-maximal effort so that the muscles balance and you get some symmetry and core stability with every single workout. So you usually, you don't often feel really exhausted and shaky after a Pilates session where that happens more frequently if you're pushing to weight train at the gym. Um, it's more energizing and invigorating, although I will say there's times when I've been shaking. Oh, yeah, me too. But this, so those are just a couple of differences I wanted to throw in between, you know, the weight training to strengthen and the Pilates to lengthen and stretch and strengthen and balance things out and with the breathing control and, and the total mental and physical concentration. Yeah, I lifted weights for years. I had a, a personal trainer from like age 20 to probably 25 and definitely have been lifting weights off and on since then. And I... Definitely, there's a huge difference. I mean, definitely the at the gym, you're working out your big muscles, but Pilates, you're working out a lot of your small muscles, and a lot of these small muscles are just they're ignored at the gym, they're not viewed as important, or they just don't have the right uh, equipment to do it. Um, but I've just found my body has just become, because Pilates elongates your muscles, it stretches and uh, strengthens them at the same time, that you just have an overall body health, but it's something that can also be used in conjunction to do cross training. Yeah. You know a lot of cross training. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, um I love working with men. Mm-hmm. And right now about thirty percent of my clients are men. I want to make it fifty. Oh wow, I didn't so know it was that many. Guys, guys who are listening, <laughs> please call because I I adore working with you. It's a special challenge. You're usually stiffer. Sometimes you're a little more resistant. Um uh, most of the men who stick with me are often forty plus because they've done something to hurt their back while they're at the computer or while they're doing sports and then it gets so bad that they get scared and then they want they really have to try something else. Well, I know how to get you to get more male clients. Oh, because we were talking a little bit before the show <laughs> that Pilates has a very interesting side benefit yes, that it can actually help increase your uh, your erectile dysfunction, or yeah. it, can, it can help your erectile dysfunction. Yeah, both both <laughs> both men and women can benefit in this area from Pilates because it's going to strengthen the pelvic area. It helps con- control everything in that specific region. So it's it's better than doing Kegel exercises repeatedly, and in some cases, it really has helped to alleviate some erectile dysfunction. Um, please don't go quote me and say that I said Pilates fixes that. I'm saying in some cases, there was were certain things going on with the muscles in that area that making that pelvic area and upper leg and groin area part of that whole um, uh, wrap around around the core, strengthening that area was um beneficial. Yeah, so beneficial. It's, so, so it's not so, Viagra, yeah. but it can help you. It can help in that area. It it'll help and, and you know, it guys it'll also help, you know, with all the little intricate muscles that are underneath your big ones. So they either get ignored at the gym or it's just not possible to effectively strengthen those muscles at the gym. So um if if you include it in your weekly weekly workout regimen, it can make every exercise at the gym more effective. Because when the abs are trained and strengthened to activate at the level Pilates brings them to, they make your body work in proper alignment. And that alignment will increase how hard the rest of your body is working and make those gym sessions more worth your time. Um, And Pilates is very fine-tuned to the abdominal muscles that form a corset around you. It'll help your posture, and it will add to your um, playing of, of your golf or your tennis or your swimming or your running. The physical contribution Pilates plays in increasing the body's form in sports 
has brought a lot, a lot of uh, macho men in, in my door. So um, it isn't just that women do it because they want to stretch. It's a really intelligent form of working out. And it can help prevent injury and alleviate pain. And it's uh, right next to to physical therapy. And by the way, a good instructor will tell you if you need to see a physical therapist rather than her. Okay. So, you know, um, it, it shouldn't... Uh, Ever be considered as a workout just for women, so don't be scared of it. You'll probably be happy you you, you tried it. So that's a message to all you stiff, muscle-bound guys out there. Just give Van a call, as uh, she's got uh, you know private lessons, private instruction, and group classes. You know that are a little bit more affordable. And uh, she is located in Santa Monica. Yeah, it's Van Helsmus Pilates at Foundation Pilates. Okay, great. Yeah, and her website, you can check out her website, her schedule and hours on vhpilates.com and her yeah, rates. We, we just started a new website. I'll be blogging on there, but um, it's a it's a brand new one. So I'll be getting to post blogs in there. My last blog, my first blog on there was for Pilates and MS, and I'll be posting some other things probably about once a month. Oh, great. Yeah, and I highly recommend her. I've been working out with her for a couple of years, so I definitely encourage you to to give her a call. Can you give me your number? Yeah, 310-795-8657. Yeah, definitely give her a call because I've worked with a lot of Pilates instructors over the years. I've been doing this for 15 years plus, and she is absolutely one of the best instructors I have worked with. She's fantastic, and she can definitely help you with any kind of uh, physical ailment, the multiple sclerosis, scoliosis, stenosis, or any kind of other like physical health condition can definitely be improved. Yep, that number is 310-795-8657. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, great, Dan. That's great having you on the show. That Wonderful. was really interesting. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Yeah. So, everyone, don't forget, next week I interviewed the brilliant Dr. Lawrence Wilson from drlwilson.com. Can't wait. Uh, about the causes of brain fog, my problem, and fatigue, and how to re- how to relieve these huge problems in our society. So if you at all suffer from fatigue or brain fog, which I know that you do, uh, definitely tune in to next week's show. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.